This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. You know, it's a day that many people fear, but it actually can be the happiest and most elevating day of all because it has such tremendous power of personal purification, such clarity of purpose. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Everything in the physical world has its corresponding spiritual purpose. If this world is like an inverted tree with its roots in heaven and the fruit it bears found here on earth, then I can't imagine that there's a single thing here in the physical world that cannot teach us a spiritual lesson. As I go into Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, there is one such object that calls to me with its lessons. Let me explain. For many years, The rearview mirror of my car was fully sufficient for my personal grooming needs. I would stop at a red light in the sunshine. I'd pull out my trusty tweezers from the console between the steering wheel. And I would, shall we say, pluck out the offending stray hairs that I could see in the bright light. Now, I can't be the only woman who has appreciated the tilt and the overhead lighting of that mirror in our cars. And and if you have a sunroof, well then, all the better. Both overhead and direct lighting only makes the process of looking for those strays easier. I've often thought that there should actually be a fine for doing this. The police would make a fortune if this was a misdemeanor, but I'm digressing. As the years have gone on, and my eyesight grows dimmer with age, I find that even the lighting of the sunroof doesn't provide enough clarity to get the job done properly. And so I finally went out and bought myself one of those 10 times magnifying mirrors. You know the one. You kind of hear them with little suction cups on your window or your mirror. Got it at the dollar store. Actually, fine hotels have them built into their bathrooms on that kind of extendable metal arm. So you see, they're our source of both heaven and hell. Heaven, in that you can look at the 10 times side and see every single tiny blemish, hair, wrinkle, or blackhead. And hell, in that you can see every single tiny blemish, hair, wrinkle, or blackhead. That mirror is my first glimpse of myself in the morning. I put on my makeup with it. I love it, and I fear it. And not long ago, I had an epiphany that blew my mind. Imagine if we invested in a spiritual magnifying mirror so we could see the tiny flaws and blemishes of our character. Imagine not just welcoming feedback on where we're falling short in our souls, our personalities, and our reactions, but investing money in facilitating it. Buying a magnifying mirror for our personalities to be as exacting and conscious of those blemishes of behavior and strain negative actions as we are the physical ones on our faces. Would we pull out the tweezers and attempt to extract them at the root? Would we devote time every single day for careful examination and scrutiny within an eye to eliminating it? 
Well, I think not. And yet one day a year, we stand bare and vulnerable in front of our Creator who examines us with just such scrutiny. And that day is Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is called the Day of Atonement, or as I've heard it referred to, the Day of At-One-Ment. On this holiest of days, we are almost at one with our Creator. We emulate the angels whose essence are purely spiritual creatures. We eschew the physical, and for nearly 26 hours, we, as the Torah says, afflict our souls. We neither eat or drink. We don't wash. We don't apply lotions or creams. You don't wear leather footwear. You abstain from marital relations. We spend the day in prayer, asking for forgiveness for our sins and begging to be written and sealed for another year of life. You know, it's a day that many people fear, but it actually can be the happiest and most elevating day of all because it has such tremendous power of personal purification, such clarity of purpose. And although we're filled with awe and trepidation as we admit where we've erred, God is looking for not just our mistakes, but mostly at our intentions. Are we honest with ourselves? Have we used this period between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the days of awe, to truly look at ourselves with a clear and magnified intention of improving? Because as we stand before our Creator, with none of the props that allow us to move through the world with our defenses and rationalizations intact, we are laid bare and examined for our worth to this planet. Are we adding to the value of humanity, or are we a blemish? Are we committed to radical honesty with ourselves? And do we have plans in place to work on what needs to be plucked out by the roots? Because even if we can't quite get there yet, Hashem also reads our deepest intentions. When I was growing up, there was a TV show called Romper Room. The teacher would look into her magic mirror and she would say, and I see Susan and Betty and Jane and Judy and Carol and so on. She never said Adrian. But that's sort of beside the point. At home, all the little kids wanted to hear that she saw them, to hear their names fall from her lips and through the screen. On Yom Kippur, God stands with his, her magic mirror and sees us very clearly. God calls our name and scrutinizes our essence. The question is, have we done the work to prepare ourselves? Are we presenting God with a fully realized plan of attack for fighting off and pulling out our errors in judgment and behavior? Are we remembering that none of us is created perfectly, and yet each of us is utterly beloved? When we bring our best laid plans and scrupulous self-honesty into Yom Kippur, the Almighty judges us as we are in that moment. And even if our plans to improve don't come to fruition— we are seen on Yom Kippur Day as the person we yearn to be. You know, one of the Havtoras that is read on Yom Kippur gives us a gorgeous musing from the great prophet Isaiah. 
in this poetic quote, he asks us, Is this the fast I desire? A day for people to starve their bodies? Is it bowing the head like a bulrush and lying in sackcloth and ashes? Do you call that a fast? A day when God is favorable? No. This is the fast I desire. To unlock the fetters of wickedness and untie the cords of the yoke. To let the oppressed go free. To break off every yoke. It is to share your bread with the hungry and to bring the poor that are cast out of your home, to care for them, when you see the naked, to clothe them, and not to ignore your own kin. Isaiah invites us to do this work of healing our physical world, but then goes on to say this, Then shall your light burst through like the dawn, and your healings spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall march before you. The presence of God shall be your rear guard. Then, when you call, God will answer. This year, as we head into the Day of Atonement, this day of at-one-ment, can we burst our light through like the dawn and bring illumination to the swaths of darkness that have deepened in this past year? Can we be trusting that if we're faithful to the Almighty in our actions, intentions, and aspirations, that then we are truly living? Can we pick up our metaphysical magnifying mirrors and search for what needs uprooting? Because the light on Yom Kippur is not just the most intense and penetrating light of all, it's also the most illuminating and magnifying. Make sure that your soul is looking its best. Let's take a long and honest look at ourselves right now as we traditionally say in Hebrew, on this day, Gemar Chatima Tova. It means, may you be sealed in the book of life. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.